Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Start a journey, not a fad. Kick off your fitness journey with up to $500 off Peloton Bike, Bike Plus, or Tread packages. Choose the package that will take your training to the next level with accessories like our cycling shoes, heart rate band, non-slip grip dumbbells, and more. Join now and you'll see why 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. All access membership separate. Offer ends January 8th, 2023. Excludes Bike, Bike Plus, and Tread Basics. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com. Hello and welcome to In the Marvels Podcast, our first episode. I'm Matt Beamer along with Preston Lude. Well, this is like Days of Thunder. See, your priority's way off to me. I would have said, sorry, can't make it. I'm watching NASCAR. This is good. I like this. This is In the Marbles. Everybody and welcome to episode 50 of In the Marbles and a special throwback weekend to the episode. I'm Matt Beamer along with my producer, Ian Lovis. How's Good it going, Ian? everybody. Hello, Pre- hello. Preston couldn't make it here for this very special episode here. He, he His wife had a baby, had the baby, or mother's doing fine and baby is growing as it should. So that is good. So if you kept him in your thoughts and prayers, thank you. It's always good to hear. Yeah, very good to hear. But uh, how's it going, Ian? It's going pretty good, man. Three weeks in a row you've been here, and you picked a heck of a day time to join because it's our 50th episode, and on top of that, Darlington's coming up. Throwback weekend, man. Man. A, f- a few years ago, start, uh, Darlington started doing like throwback to like old school racing and stuff like that, and it's been a lot of fun, Great, uh, very big success. I can't wait. I'm going there this weekend. I think one of 8,000 fans that are going Eight thousand? Yeah, I, I feel very privileged. Yeah, that, I mean, how much? How many people do do those stadiums normally hold? It's about, I think, Darlington maybe holds eighty to ninety. It's at like ten percent capacity. Oh, so, wow. and then here in a few weeks, I'm going to Bristol. So, we're how are those tickets priced compared to normal? It was the same ticket. I just renewed. Oh, so you you just had a place in line? Yeah, I had I cost. I pretty insane. much cost. I pretty much bought my place in line in order to go and do that. But man, we've been having some issues here this week. I go to start up my computer to edit episode forty nine for YouTube, and it didn't work. Mm. I, I don't know how else to, how else to put it. It didn't work, and scheduled an interview today with the Fast Lap podcast of Chrissy and Deb. Yeah. So they're going to be on later today and then later this episode. And, uh, you know, I scheduled them and I was like, oh, yeah, this is going to be great. You know, I got YouTube. You know, I'm pretty much built myself up as established. Yeah. You know, 50th episode, I'm established. And then my computer just, no, I'm not doing it today. 
<laughs> and so I went through this whole thing of getting an APC and a power core and a new power unit and it seems to work, but the fans aren't on. So we're not doing YouTube this week, which stinks because it's our 50th episode and bomber, man. Like you said, it's a throwback to uh it, good point it's a throwback, throwback to, to just the audio days just radio i'd like that man <laughs> well good save again ian and on top of that i'm bacheloring it up for a week my wife is going to tennessee with her mom she's going to graceland wow and i wanted to go i wanted to take caroline there she's a big elvis fan yeah and i said i want to take you to graceland let's go to graceland and then she said i'm going with my mom if you want to come you can i said i'm going to darlington your priorities are I'll tell you, they're more in line with mine. Yeah. I'll t- and I'll tell you why. I knew. I knew that we had a Formula One, ra- Formula One race on Sunday. Yes. And a NASCAR race on Sunday. Did you watch either of them? I did not. Oh, it's okay. And I'll tell you why. Okay. Ian Lovis had a date. Oh, no. Really? Oh, yeah. How'd it go? It went terrific. What's I her was, name? Uh, her name is Kaylee. Is she a race fan? She's not. So she's not really going to understand that. <laughs> so wait a minute. I got to ask. So when you two were there and she's like, what do you do for fun? You didn't, did you mention the podcast? Like, I'm a, oh, I'm a producer of a podcast called In the Marbles. Well, I, I've shared uh, with her the podcast before. And? She she thought it was good. She she liked it. Oh, great. And her name's what again? Kaylee. Kaylee. Kaylee? Yeah. Kaylee, if you're listening, hello. Can't wait to meet you. Maybe, oh, maybe she'll be our PR PR person. Yeah. You you have an incredible talent. What's that? Of recruiting. I should have been a recruiter in the military. I should have stayed in the military as a recruiter. Like, you would be perfect at this job and get, got people in. I'll but, tell you what. If there's anybody that can get anybody excited about anything, it is Matt Beamer. I try my hardest to get people excited. And you missed some heck of a racist. And you know what? Priorities, man. You know what? If I was single and I had a chance to date a girl or watch a race, I would date the girl. That's how I got Caroline. Oh, yeah. I started dating her. and You had to put racing a, a little bit to the side? Yeah, race a little bit. Oh, it, you know, it took a complete back seat. Oh, really? And I'm not upset at all about it. I missed a few years of racing, let's just say that. Yeah. I, but, I feel you. I feel then you. I came back, and it's great. It's been glorious. So, yeah, we're, we're doing it a little different this week. We got just Ian here and... Like I said, Preston couldn't make it, and I should have sat on the other side so I could look at you instead of turning in all the time. But we'll get it. That's usually Preston and, and get back over there. I could pause and get over there, and I think I'm going to do that. We'll we'll do that on the next section. You we'll, know? Yeah, we'll, we'll do we'll, that for the um, Formula One segment. But right now, we got some news to cover in motorsports, so let's get into auto racing news. So I I don't know how much you know about. The team's set up and stuff like that, Ian, but okay. usually you have the big teams like Hendrick and Penske and Joe Gibbs Racing. They have multiple cars, so Gibbs has four, Hendrick has four, and Penske has three. And these lower-level teams like Levane Family Racing come into the sport and usually self-funded and stuff like that, and they're independents mm-hmm. in, a, in a sense. Levine Family Racing, I said Levine, Levine Family Racing is selling off its charter afterwards. And we got another independent charter getting ready to go. Uh, Jermaine Racing is considering the selling of its team after the 2020 season. The driver of that vehicle is Ty Dillon. And Geico is the primary sponsor. However, now Geico is 
one of four sponsors for the Cup, Cup mm-hmm. Series. So you have Geico, Coke, Bush Beer, and Xfinity. It's kind of like a they each contribute twenty five percent of the sponsorship. Right. So why have a car when you're already the official insurance provider of NASCAR and they're looking to close up shop, which is unfortunate. I wonder if Ty Dillon's going to go to maybe RCR, Richard Childress Racing, which is his grandfather. Mm-hmm. His brother's already there, Ty D- or Austin Dillon. Maybe start a third team for him. I don't know. Or maybe he goes to the 48. Yeah. Still a lot of possibilities. Still that 48 hasn't been filled or the 42 of Matt Kenseth hasn't been filled up. So curious to see when that's going on. But I tell you, who stays? Who's staying here in... Uh, that's Eric Almirola. He's re-signed with Stuart Haas Racing and Smithfield Foods for 2021. Greg Zipidelli, who was Tony Stewart's crew chief, Tony Stewart's the owner, part owner with Gene Haas, and Greg Zipidelli, who used to be Tony Stewart's crew chief, is now Stuart Haas Racing. Stuart Haas Racing's racing VP. That's a mouthful. <laughs> Um, he says um, the organization intends to keep all four drivers. So Kevin Harvick, Cole Custer, Clint Boyer, and now Eric Amarola. So I don't think any changes are going to be coming up as we suspected going into that. But that's only two pieces of news that I have, except, and I've already mentioned at the top of the show, going to Darlington. Right, right. Going to be wearing the shirt and that old Winston Cup hat since it's throwback. Nice, nice. And uh, going to have some fun. Wish... We try to get Charlie up here. Charlie's a friend of the show. He's a good friend of mine. He's a driver in Alabama. Mm-hmm. And uh, unfortunately, he um, couldn't get a hold of Speedway in time and pick up one of those 8,000 8, tickets left. Right. So, Well, going back to um, yeah, all those kind of the shifting of, uh, of teams and whatnot, you, like you said last week, this is like, would you say the silly season? Yeah, this is still, we're, we're going to get into silly season, I'm sure, way before, way into these playoffs. So, and curious to see where everybody's going to go, and it's going to be fun. I mean, Bubba Wallace is still hasn't secured anything, and that's a big name. Love him or hate him in the sport, that's a big name right now. Jimmy Johnson's retiring. That 48 car, that prestigious 48 car is still up for grabs. And, yeah, it's just going to be one of those things, man. Yeah. So is this, is this amount of shifting, this amount of silliness normal? For- oh, it's it's this, a, it's uh, worse. It's some years it's good and calm, but other years like this year in particular, it's just been crazy, right? Because you know you got a big name like Jimmy Johnson going out here at the end of the year, and then you got who's going to fill? Who's going to take in that vacuum void? Who's going to mm-hmm. be filled in by the vacuum? Who knows? Who knows? Nobody's has said anything yet. Nobody's done anything yet. It's just one of those things right now, yeah. where it could be anybody's game. It's it's, it's fun. The playoffs started, so we got ten more races in the year for the Cup Series. It's, it's lots going to happen in those ten weeks. Okay, so well, I'm excited to hear about it. Oh yeah, man! And you picked a heck of a time to start. I mean, playoffs are kind of are fun, and I'll get more into it when we get into NASCAR. Of why, if you want to start being a fan of the sport or have a little interest like yourself mm-hmm. in the sport, that this is the best time as any to join and do it. Okay, cool. So from there, I think we'll just hop right into Formula One. All right, during that transition, we switch seats. Now I can look at you instead of looking back and forth, and a little better flow. I feel. Oh yeah, going to happen right here. But good, good eye contact going on. Exactly. Formula One, boring race. It was boring. It was a boring race. There was a 
accident involving Giovinazzi and Williams, and that was about the only highlight to me. Were they like some? Were they people that were major players in that race, or no, was it just not like, at all? It was just back fillers and field fillers and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And the problem with that is, I see, it's like Hamilton won, Botas finished second, Mercedes won two, and Verstappen mm-hmm. finished third. So, so pretty, pretty cut and dry. Pretty like, cut and dry. This is what it was. In fact, I'd say maybe a quarter way into the race, my wife said, hey, let's watch a TV show. We know who's going to win. And we started watching this. <laughs> British TV show called Keeping Up with Appearances. And it was way more fun than this race. <laughs> but my top five drivers go like this. Um, of course, Hamilton, Botas, Verstappen won, but that's not my top five. Daniel Ricciardo and Ocon, both racing for Renault, had a great run. Solid top fives for both of them. Max Verstappen finishing third. He's my number three. Pierre Gasly had a great run. He was the driver of the race, is fourth. And Landon Stroll in that racing point vehicle finishing my top five. And mm-hmm. But here's how I rated the race, and it's not going to be impressive for those F1 fans out here who listen to our show for F1 because the rating is low. Memorability, one. Intensity, three. Excitement, two. Competitiveness, three. Unpredictability, one. And overall for the Formula 1 Belgium Grand Prix is two. However... Next week is the Italian Grand Prix. Mm. Ferrari's not running so hot. They are struggling. I don't know if it's a new engine they bring into the track or whatnot. It's just one of those things right now where it is not going to, it's not typical Ferrari that you're seeing. But that race is going to be September 6th at 9, 10 a.m. on ESPN. I will have to watch it on DVR because I will be at Darlington. Nice. But here's your who to watch out for in the Italian Grand Prix. Lewis Hamilton, average finish of 1.75. This is over the of the last four races there with mm-hmm. two wins in 2017 and 2018. Again, if you were a betting man, don't bet against Lewis Hamilton. Sebastian Vettel in that Ferrari, average finish of 4.25. This might be the rebound race for Ferrari and finished in second in 2018. That was his best finish in those past four starts. Mm-hmm. Valtteri Bottas, average finish of 4.5, best finish of a third in 2019, so last year's race. Kimi Raikkonen, though he's not in a Ferrari, average finish of 5.5, one win in 2018, and Max Verstappen, a 3.5, despite the fact that he did not qualify or start in 2019. So that's impressive, and he's having a hot streak right now. A little dark horse scenario I guess maybe on. a dark horse scenario, but don't count out Bottas and Hamilton. Okay. Those those guys are the hot tickets right now in Formula 1 until anybody else can figure out how to beat them. And you're, so, all right. This could be a dumb question. There's no such thing as a dumb question. There are dumb questions. Okay. Um, but. In this environment, there's no such thing <laughs> okay. as a dumb question. Is You're talking about Ferrari, the team. Correct. Not There's not a driver named Ferrari. No. No. Okay. In, Who is driving for Ferrari? Sebastian Vettel who's going to be out of that seat after the end of this year. Okay. And Charles Leclerc, who's, I think, is his second year in Ferrari. You said his last name is Eclair? Leclerc. Not, Leclerc. Not like Eclair, like the French thing, but Leclerc. <laughs> I can't spell it offhand, but so, yeah, those are the who to watch out for for the Formula One race. Okay. Any other questions? No such thing. Not so far. No I have a I have a thought, but I'll save it for closing thoughts. Ah, I like it. I like it. 
So from here, we're going to head into the NASCAR races. Green, green, green. Ian, I must say, you're getting very good at those buttons. You know exactly where each of them are. And it's only your third week. I'll tell you what, it's it's hard to miss when it says NASCAR. You would be surprised how much, how many times I missed it, but nobody's picked it up because everybody sounds like a genius after you go through post. Oh, yeah. Sheldon Creed scored his third win of the season at Gateway, moving Gilliland out of the way. An exciting finish to the race, exciting race overall. Playoffs have started for them as well, and here are my top five from that race. Sheldon Creed started 17th, winning the race, and was in the top 10 all day. Very mm-hmm. consistent. Stuart Friesen needed a good run, and he got it, finishing 5th overall after starting 13th. Again, top 10 all day. Sam Beyer, in his 5th start in the Truck Series, finishing 4th, top 10 all day, started 24th. Keep an eye out on Sam Meyer in the wow. future. He might be a name to be reckoned with here in the upper series of NASCAR. Rafael Lassard, starting 19th, finishing 6th in the race, and Grant Infinger, starting 11th, finishing 8th. Those are my top five, and here's how I rated the race for the cup rate, or for the truck race, I should say. Memorability, 7. Competitiveness, 8. Intensity, 8. Excitement, 7. Unpredictability, 8. Overall, 7.6 for the gut truck race from Gateway. Trucks are going to Darlington this Sunday, starting at 2 o'clock. And I'm not, and I'm going to try to sneak in there and watch it. Dude, you should sneak in there. And I don't know why they won't allow fans in there for the truck race when the cup race is a couple hours after that. But I'm going to try my hardest to get in there. Brian Barnhill and Josh Rayum, we've had them both on the show. We're going to be in that event at Darlington. But this is going to be the first truck race from Darlington since 2011. Mm-hmm. The last driver who won that race was Casey Kane in a Kyle Busch Motorsports truck. And the only drivers still racing back at that point are Johnny Sauter and Matt Crafton. So this is going to be one of those things where I think a lot of drivers, except those two, are going to have a tough time maybe getting around. Mm-hmm. But you never know. But here's who I got to look out for in the truck series for Darlington. Sheldon Creed, he's got some wind in his sails. He's going to third win of the season. I think he's going to be a championship contender. Matt Crafton. Average finish of fifth in the last two times he started there, and that's the only average I have for any of these top five drivers. Wow. Zane Smith, Austin Hill, and Granny Finger round out the top five. And honorable mentions of who to keep an eye out for, Bryant Barnhill and Josh Rayum making their starts there at Darlington, and that's going to be Sunday at 2 p.m. on Fox Sports 1. So these guys, these guys who don't have averages, they're brand new. Well, yeah, they're new, but they haven't raced there. Okay. In the trucks. Okay. So what I do is when I do my averages, I go back the last four races of that event if I can. If I can. So this year's Southern 500, I took the last four averages of my top five and who to watch out for. Actually, I took them out for the whole, all the drivers competing in the chase, all 16 drivers, but I picked the top five out of that. Right. That's how I do it, and there's no stats on anybody from Darlington in the truck series except Matt Crafton and Johnny Sauter. Man. Does that so is that going to make it a little less predictable for you? I'd say the the normal runners will be up there, mm-hmm. but the veterans like Matt Crafton and Johnny Sauter they're probably going to take it. Not necessarily going to take it, but have I think a better understanding of the trucks and how they've run at right. that track vice maybe in Austin Hill Grand Infinger. Okay. We go from the truck series over to the Xfinity series. Racing from Daytona, it was a great 
race, cutoff race for the uh, Xfinity Series as well as the Cup Series, and and D- Daytona did, didn't disappoint. It was a, I think, a very successful last race to have. NASCAR needs to keep that at the last race. I think it gives everybody a shot, and it makes it exciting. Yeah. But the Xfinity race, Justin Haley run his second race victory of the season, the other one coming at Talladega, another super speedway drafting, tapered spacer racing type racetrack. But his team of himself, A.J. Umdinger, and Ross Chastain dominated the race, and they did an awesome job staying up front, staying out of trouble. Until the last lap. Mm. But here are my top five. Justin Haley started ninth, finishing first, just dominated. Wow. Didn't finish any stage outside the top three. Greg Galding, one of those guys who, and this is what's great about the race, it's on equal playing grounds, started 28th and finished second in that race. Had a very good run. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Just always knocking on the door of the top 10 and top 5 in the last two stages. Josh Williams started 20th, finishing 9th. Chase Briscoe started on the pole but stayed up there all day, finishing 3rd. And Riley Herbst in that Joe Gibbs racing machine, top 10 all day and ended up finishing 4th. But here's who to watch out for at Darlington. Xfinity Race will be at Darlington. Well, let me rate the race first. Okay. Before we do that, let me rate the race for that. Memorability, 8. Excitement, 9. Unpredictability, 8. Competitiveness, 9. Intensity, 9. Overall, 8.6 for the Daytona Xfinity race. Going to Darlington. They're going to race there Saturday. And here's who to watch out for at Darlington. Ross Chastain, average finish of 19.5. And best finish of 10th there at Darlington Motor Speedway in 2015. Austin Sendrick. I've finished a 25th, but only three starts, but he's definitely rebounded this season. Keep an eye out for him. He's a definite championship contender. Justin Allgaier, average finish of 8.75 in the last four races. Noah Gregson, average finish of 8th. And Chase Briscoe, average finish of 6th, but only one start for each of those guys at Darlington. So it would be interesting to see how they do with the races coming up. Yeah. Because Darlington, they don't call them the track too tough for ta- too tough to tame for nothing. It's going to be fun to watch. If you're not going out with your lady friend, tune in. Tune in. So, what makes that track tough? So it, it's it's oddly shaped. Okay. So it's kind of you take a normal track, but it looks like an egg. So turn one and two are wide or a bit longer as far as radius, and three or four narrower. Right. And that's because there's a middle pond there, and the Builder of the track didn't 
wanted to build it like just a symmetrical oval, but mm. the guy wanted to sell his mineral pond to, <laughs> in order to accommodate that. And so that's where you get this egg-shaped thing, and it's a really cool story. And I park right by the mineral pond, and it's like, oh, man, you've caused so many great memories, you mineral pond. So it's still there. Yeah, the mineral pond's still there. It's What's this guy got this mineral pond there for? That guy was big into minnows, and this thing was being built back in the 40s, the 1940s. What do you even do with it? I don't know what you do with minnows. You, I bet they you were, use them as bait. That's it? I don't know. I bet they were. I'm not much of a fisherman. I bet they were throwing cash at this guy. Oh, I'm sure they were too. Said, nope, can't nope. give up my minnow pond. But that track is so unique, and on top of that, it's sandy, it's rough on tires. You maybe good have good five laps on tires before you have to say, I'm pitting. Really? Not even that. Like, you want to pit as far as a driver. The track eats up the tires. It's like sandpaper. It's like mm. rears down the tires fast. It's a, it's a driver's racetrack. It's more driver than car. And if you can win there, a lot of people will appreciate those Southern 500s more so than the Daytona 500 because it is tough to win there. You okay. earn that victory. It's a lot of fun. A lot of fun to watch and a lot of fun to go there. I'm glad I'm only two hours away from the Speedway. Nice. But yeah, that's what makes it fun, man. That's what makes Darlington fun. That's awesome, man. I. Uh, it's so interesting to like get into the nuances of these tracks. Like what makes, what to look out for in these races. Yeah, and they're, each track is different. Yeah. So you're going from a Daytona speed Daytona International Speedway, which is 2.5 miles, and it's all about pack racing and drafting and avoiding the big wrecks. And here it's all about tire management, having your car work for the long run, staying off the wall. If you come off a of turn two and hit the wall, it's called a Darlington stripe because it just narrows up yeah. there. So you could scrape the wall and get a Darlington stripe. <laughs> and avoiding accidents because a lot of big accidents have happened there but a lot of crazy finishes have happened there as well yeah what's uh because it's crazy to a guy like me like all these races seem the same they, but they're yeah. like at the highest level they're having to consider so much oh yeah that like all these tracks are a totally different world even though it, to me it's like okay they're just going around in a circle Oh, yeah. like, you know, even tracks as similar as like Atlanta and Texas are driven completely different. Man, that's wild. And you wouldn't think that because, you know, to a person like you, no offense to you. Listen, man, no, I mean, no offense taken. I mean, you look at it and it's like, man, they're just going around in circles. And what's the fun in that? No, it is so much more to that. Yeah. Well, it seems like uh, they're playing with much finer things you know oh yeah like if it i mean i guess if you're going that fast that long there's so many elements you have to consider i guess that's what makes it exciting to watch is to consider those elements yourself yeah and once you get in if you ever get into it and by all means i'm not forcing you to get into it yeah but if you ever do man i think you i think you'd find like oh man this is totally different and i think if you need to go to a race in order, I would love to go to a race. You know, I, I'd bring you to totally bring you to Darlington if I had an extra ticket. What well, sounds like, um, at least based on this week, NASCAR would be what you should get into versus Formula One. 
Yeah, yeah. It's, it's Formula a, One races sound like the throwback races are so much more fun, and they always come out with different paint schemes and mm. stuff like that. I'll I'll show you a few here behind me, but you know they they throw out a you know like old school like this, but this is what they used to race like type of paint scheme they have incorporated mm-hmm. with, and I think Timmy Hill is going to throw back to Harry Gant and very iconic Skull Bandit car. It's not going to say Skull Bandit on there, but it's going to have his sponsor, but same concept. It's really neat. Nice. It's really neat to watch, man. These throwback weekends are fun. Yeah. And I'll let everybody know what's changed here in the last, during this year. Because last time I went to race, there was no COVID. Yeah. Everybody was around each other. Now it's going to be so policed, I feel. But it's still going to be fun. Still you going in after wear your mask? I don't know. I'll have it on just to keep the sun off my neck and then mm-hmm. you know, yeah. I'm sure they're gonna social distance us and all that stuff. Hey man, it's almost over. I just, I feel like we're on the downhill slide. You think so? I think so. I think it's just begun. Okay. Well, you naysayer. <laughs> but yeah, man, um cup race from Daytona. It was a real good race. William Byron won his first race ever in the cup series. Racing for Hendrick Motorsports in that iconic 24 car driven by Jeff Gordon. So him and Jeff Gordon are the big names in that car now. And William Byron won in there finally with veteran crew chief Jack Nels, who used to be crew chief for Jimmy Johnson. I do know that. Winning his seven time, winning his seven championships with him. So, and Jimmy, speaking of Jimmy Johnson, did not make the playoffs. He didn't make he, it? He didn't make it. He got caught up in an accident and he's out. And that's very unfortunate because I wanted to see him in there and competing for his last championship before he retires. But, man, for the second season in a row, he didn't make the playoffs, and that's unfortunate. But, Mm. you know, and a lot of people think, hey, he missed a race because of COVID. Could that have been the reason? Well, he also didn't win throughout the year to lock himself in. There's many factors to play into that. It's tough to pick one out of the crowd and say, oh, this is the reason why. Right. But here are my top five for the race. Brandon gone. He's big in those restrictor play races, always up there. Started 40th, dead last. Came up through the field slowly yesterday, finished eighth in the race. Survived all the big wrecks. Chase Elliott started 27th, finished second in that race. Bubba Wallace started 21st, finishing fifth. And I was listening to his scanner because he had a possibility of getting in if he won the race. Mm-hmm. And needless to say, he used a few expletives. After the race, just, oh, I missed it. William Byron started sixth, finishing first. Very great run for him. Congratulations on the win for him. And Matt DiBenedetto started 13th, finishing 12th, but that was enough to get him into the playoffs for his first time Mm. in his cup career with the Wood Brothers racing car. Here's how I rated the race. Excitement, eight. Memorability, nine. Unpredictability, nine. Competitiveness, nine. Intensity, nine. Overall, 8.8 8.8 for the cup race from Daytona. That's a great race. Yep, and uh, it was a good race. It was very fun. It, it was kind of slow, but then once the stages started getting close, they needed those stage points. It started to get intensity picked up, right. and then it slowed down. Mm-hmm. Stages came up again, intensity picked up, it slowed down. Then you get into the final stage, and that's when all the wrecks happened. And poor Jimmy Johnson just got caught up in it. Didn't make it. But here's who to watch out for. So what I did here at Darlington, here's what I did. I took all the 16 playoff drivers, and I averaged out their last four finishes if they rated them. And here, who is, here's who I have to watch 
for that. Kevin Harvick, average finish of 4.75. Kyle Busch, 5.75. He needs that elusive first win of the season to get shut up all the critics there in media land. Mm-hmm. Brad Keselowski, average finish of 7.5 with a win in 2018. Marty Truex Jr., 8.75 with a win in 2016. And Joey Logano, 9.75. And I tell you what, these these handful of drivers need to watch out for it because they're in the danger zone already. William Byron, two starts there, average finish of 28th. Matt Benedetto, average finish of 24.75. And Alex Bowman, 21.67 in three starts. Those guys need to make something happen and put themselves in contention to get stage points and top fives and in the race overall in order to make sure they're there at the end of the, of the cutoff race there at Bristol. Now, before we get into the interview with Fast Lap, I wanted to uh, bring this up to you. In episode 17 on January 15th of this year, 2020, Preston and I made our picks of who would be in the chase and who wouldn't. Okay. So I went through this, and Preston beat me. Oh. He beat me. That hurts. Yeah. He didn't pick. He picked everybody to be in there but two people, Jimmy Johnson and Christopher Bell. Everybody else is in. He had an average fin- average of that of 87.5. Okay. I picked 12 of the 16 that were in, and so I have a 75% hit rate on that. Man. And I thought that was fun. It was a good episode, and we thought, you know, Kurt Busch would get in with five points. He did. I thought Clint Boyer would get in with a win. He didn't. I thought Matt Benedetto would have got him with a win. He got him by points. William Byron got in by a win. But, however, William Byron, Preston said he got in by a win, would get in by a win, and he got in by a win. He locked himself in by a win there at the final race. But, but we both did say Kyle Busch would win a race this year. Mm-hmm. And by this point, no, he hasn't. Yeah. Do you guys uh did you guys wager anything on that? No, just pride. Just pride. And oh, he, he beat that me. Hurts. And he's not even here to celebrate that. I wanted him here to say, Oh man, I can't believe I beat you. Is that why he stole his chair? No, I stole his chair because <laughs> I wanted to look at you instead of turning my head to the right ninety degrees to look at you. Oh no, that's a good excuse, man. That is a great excuse. But what we're gonna do here is get ready for an interview with Fast Lap Podcast and it's gonna should be an interesting one. Okay. you guys on twitter love the show it's a good concept as far as where you're going with it a lot of people go for drivers including myself with short track drivers but you guys go for like sponsors mm-hmm. and the, the behind the scenes stuff and whose idea was that um well we kind of mutually came to that decision uh the whole process of how the podcast came about was I was always kind of wanting to do something in NASCAR. Just wanted to get, get my hands in somehow. And I started out thinking I would do like a blog, but I'm not good at that stuff. So um, Deb and I had been friends on Twitter for a while and interacted pretty frequently. And then she came out with the article about the women in NASCAR, female fans, 
And I reached out to her and was like, Hey, I got, I got this crazy idea about doing a podcast. You know, would, would you want to do it with me? Cause we seem to be on the same page with a lot of stuff. And she's like, okay. So okay. yeah. Then when that happened, we just kind of went for anyone that we could get in contact with. Deb had a couple contacts. Um, I had some, um, and yeah, that was kind of it, right, Deb? Like we wanted to focus on people that don't get a lot of attention because there's yeah. a lot of people that are responsible for what you see on the track that you don't see right. or hear from. So that's kind of where we've been going with that. We, we just wanted to take a different approach and give people something that they're not already seeing. Right. Like there's a lot of podcasts where people do race recaps and discussions and things like that. And those are great, but there's so many of them Yeah, yeah. that we just didn't want to be another podcast. We wanted to try to do things a little bit differently, Mm -hmm. take some ideas and see what happened with them. And it just worked. Oh yeah. yeah, It's working great. Um, (laughs) heck of a following on Twitter and, uh, Mentioned that you were uh, that you wrote a paper. Could you tell us a little bit about that? About the women in NASCAR? Is it specifically drivers, or is it in the industry as a um, whole? Both. It's a two-part article. Uh, it's on Tayben.com, but it's also the second part of the article is linked to my Twitter. And so I was talking to my friend Matthew Burroughs, and he we were talking about me reading books and reviewing them for his website. And we were talking during the race, the Kansas race. And he said, Hey, what do you think about writing a story about, or writing an article about females in NASCAR and like how sometimes Twitter can be toxic towards female fans and maybe put them down or not take them as seriously. And I said, you know, that's great. I'll ask a couple people and a couple fans that I interact with pretty frequently and I'll put something together. And then I was writing that. And Matthew said, we should try to get somebody in the industry to talk to us. And I said, okay, like I'll, I'll, so I tweeted something and it kind of blew up. I got a lot more industry response than I was expecting. I got, so that ended up that's where we got so much industry response that I had to put it into two parts of two-part article and released the first part, which is the female fans in my experience, the first part. And then the second part, when I talked to the industry people about it, because there was so much information that it just wasn't putting it in one article wouldn't have did it justice. So we did a two-part article on it. And then Chrissy messaged me and she's like, I was thinking about doing something very similar to what you just did. And so let's do something totally different right. and yeah. go yeah. ahead and start a female <laughs> podcast. And I'm yeah. like, okay, I'm in. What do we do? That's yeah. awesome. That's awesome because, you know, my show is a lot like the exact same show that you just described you didn't want to be. <laughs> <laughs> and, no, uh, offense. No, offense. no No, it's no not. Offense. Because, I mean, but, you know, I mean, like I have friends of mine who have another podcast. It's a totally separate podcast, but they say, you know, you're racing, but you speak Greek to the non NASCAR fan. It's like, I know, but it seems like you guys have something that everybody, if they're even, especially women from what it sounds like, if they're a little curious about NASCAR, but it's like, no, nah, that's a, 
that's a guy's thing. It's, it's like, no, nah. yeah. yeah, it's a dude <laughs> sport, but no, nah, it's not because, you know, it's just look at what we've done and how much of a passion we have for the sport. That's awesome. Here's a question yeah. I have. And just listening to you two, have you two ever met? Like in person? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> that's crazy. No, I think we that's... plan to. We totally plan to right. next year when, you know, COVID is hopefully gone. Yeah. But, after the elections, it'll go met. away. You know. Yeah. We're... Yeah. That's what I hear. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm just taking it one day at a time. Just that's praying schools, schools work out because I got to go back to work. So. Right. <laughs> So I'm balancing work, kids, and the podcast, but it works. It's fun. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, no, we've never met. Um, we actually didn't even really talk, like, communicate-wise, other than just on Twitter um, here and there until we started doing the podcast. And right. We're, the first episode was pretty awkward because we really didn't know how it was going to yeah. go. We never did podcasts before. We kind of – we had a meeting – like our own zoom meeting earlier that day, like, Hey, let's meet, let's talk about it. Let's, you know, kind of figure it out. Um, and then from there, we've gotten to know each other a lot more. We text like all day, every day, pretty much about a bunch of random <laughs> stuff. We have the same dog. We found out just oh, wow. different yeah. colors and it's a random, it's a chewini. So they're not very popular, but right. Um, yeah. And then, but now we do, we talk on zoom. I don't know, a couple times a week, just right. at least. Yeah. And that's how we got to know each other. And we've, wow. we really seem to have a lot in common, which just works out because we didn't know that at first. We were just like, hey, let's hope it works. Right. <laughs> yeah. So. Hey, let's hope we like each other enough to continue doing this kind <laughs> right. of thing. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. it worked out. And hopefully we're hoping the Daytona 500 weekend, I'm yes. going to fly to Florida again and hope okay. it doesn't get rained out. Yeah. You're in Mar- so you're in Maryland, right? And yes. Chrissy's in Florida. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Because I just renewed my tickets for the 500. Oh, nice. We oh, are, that's awesome. If we all go, we'll just have a big old random podcast meetup. And that's, that's right. <laughs> yeah. That's right. And I'm then trying I'm, to get my friends um, at PETM. I'm good friends with Andrew Sherwin from the PETM podcast. So I'm trying to yeah. get him to get tickets come down too. So yeah, I, there's no excuse why you shouldn't. It's a Daytona 500. Right, exactly. And then and I um, only live an hour south, so it's no big deal for me. <laughs> okay, great, great. And uh, yeah. and one of you mentions you, you're going to Bristol too. Mary redeemed a fifty thousand dollar cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun with over eighty casino style games to choose from. You too could win life changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a world. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Yeah, I'm going to Bristol. Yeah, I'll see you there. I will be there. Yes, I will be there Friday and Saturday. I think I'm just going um, to, the, to the race and that's it, about an hour away. But, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, Friday, um, Anthony Alfredo is running 
and I'm a big Anthony Alfredo fan. Yep. So <laughs> they're allowing fans, so I will be there because I haven't seen him race yet. All right. Well, hopefully he does so well. I'm ready. Hopefully he does yeah. well. Yeah, I'm kind of jealous you guys get to go see – you have the option to go see Xfinity because I really wanted to see Xfinity – I mean, I love all the series, but I really wanted to see them at least for the Coke Zero Sugar weekend. Couldn't do right. that. Um, but, you know, like I said, hopefully next year. But I'm okay because we went to the road course and we got to see the trucks and cup on Sunday, yeah, so at least we had that. So that was cool. Darlington's but, yeah. not letting us in for the truck race. They're just letting us in for the cup race. So I'm kind of bummed about that. Oh, you know, kind of doing it. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, well, you know, well, at least you get to go for cup. <laughs> True. <at least laughs> That's I how I told to- myself with Xfinity. I'm like, it's okay because you get to go. You got to go. So. All right. Um, it, it, and again, it's great to see you guys doing awesome. It's, it's really cool. And I want to, I kind of did this to start networking with other podcasts too, because, yeah. you know, I mean, yeah. the racing podcast community is, yeah, it's small, but yeah, you know, I think it's a lot of influential people and good luck getting in touch with like Adele Jr. and stuff. But I, I know. Mean, yeah. yeah. You never know. Do not sell yourself short. You always got to. No, that. don't. That's right. Because we That's do right. have some pretty decent bigger names coming up. I'm not going to say anything. Yeah, um, yeah. Tease that you should listen to what we have coming Saturday. Um, I'm going to try to. Saturday's that. huge. It's a, it's a good one. Um, you heard oh. it here first. <laughs> yeah, but don't sell yourself short. We were like, you know what? Just reach out, and what's the worst that they can say? You know, no. Okay. Fine. I haven't even gotten to know a lot of non-responses, though, but hey. Yeah, you know, <laughs> hey, it happens. So just wow. prepare for, for a no, and then when you get a yes, it's like, oh, my God, and, you know, go from there. Yeah, so. we've had, like, uh, Jesse Wuji on, Josh cool. Rayum, Brian Barnhill. We've had a lot of guys nice. on so far. we got a, n- a few more lined up in the schedule, too, and yeah. And thanks for kind of being guinea pigs too with the Zoom because hey, no problem. <laughs> kind of working out great. So I mean, how how long you guys haven't been fans for long though of the sport, have you? Deb, I have. Deb, you have. Okay. I grew. I must have. Once my mom given gave birth, I must have been a race fan. But okay. I don't remember a time where I wasn't a race fan. Okay. But, I was more recent. Sorry. Yeah. I'm more recent um, to NASCAR, that is. Okay. I not grew up from a young age, but from probably when I start, like about 10, 11, um, I started hanging out with my brother because we're really close in age. And as he got his license and got into car stuff, I just hung out with him and I went and spent a lot of time with him and his friends building drag cars, uh, specifically a lot of Mustangs, uh, Fox body Mustangs, a uh, couple Camaros. Uh, I had a Firebird. My first car was a 98 Firebird. Oh, wow. That was my favorite. I love that car. A little fire chicken. Um, so yeah, I spent a lot of time in my t- entire teenage life um, at our local drag strip, Orlando Speed World, and did a lot of drag racing for fun. I wanted to get into it professionally, but my dad axed that pretty quick. Hmm. Um, so yeah, uh, I did that. And then I met my husband through that because he has an 03 Cobra. I have, I now have a Celine, an 04 Celine, and we met because we both liked the whole Mustang thing. Um, and he got me into NASCAR a few years ago. So okay. So that's where I, I'm at. I know, I know Deb's uh, Alfredo and it looks like it's been a dead old person. Who's your driver? <laughs> what gave it away? I, um, I don't know. Just, just subtle hints. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> um, I am for Xfinity. I like Noah Gregson. I know he's a bit of um, 
a hot topic right now on Twitter. There's I've seen a lot of hate, but I think he's a good kid. He's got no. a good heart and he's got a lot of passion for it. I think he can get there. Um, yeah. I also like Chase Briscoe. Yeah. Um, I like Joe Graff Jr. I mean, I support a lot yeah. of people, but my favorites, like I said, Noah Gregson. Um, I'm also a Haley Deacon girl. Uh, I like Natalie Decker. Um, but in Cup, I am a Chase Elliott fan. And that is because I have kind of a, um, not a personal tie to him, but I have family in Atlanta and I've lived there for a while before. And where I lived and where my family lives is in a town called Cumming, Georgia, which is literally yeah. like a town that's maybe 10 minutes from Dawsonville, Georgia. So it's like a hometown connection for me. Like they're literally like when we, when we go to the store, when we're up there, we're in Dawsonville. Like that's how close it is. Okay. So that's my connection to him. Plus he's the first car. Like when I watched a full NASCAR race, um, it was him winning the Xfinity championship. So I was kind of like, Oh yeah, that guy, that guy's from Atlanta. Okay, cool. Okay, nice. <laughs> so yeah. So that's okay. mine. So in the short time you've been watching it and Deb, same question with the long time throwing it out there. Best race you've ever seen or watched. Deb, you can go first. Cause you have a lot more races to think <laughs> of than me. <laughs> Okay, there's <laughs> probably going to be two. Okay. Maybe three. Okay. Okay, I'm going to I'm going to limit it here. Okay, so I attended the race that Dale Jr. won in Martinsville and I was a huge Dale Jr. fan. Okay. So that was a whole another level for me because I never thought that I would get the chance to see him win in person and he did. Second race would be Fall Bristol of last year. Yeah, yeah, that was a and good then race. If yeah, that was amazing. I was also there. <laughs> but if we're going to go to a race, my favorite race that I did not attend, it would have to be Dale Jr. breaking the winless streak on Father's Day weekend in Michigan. Michigan, yep. All right. What so about you? I, I have – I have – I want to say – two and they're ones I've been to I think I just have more of a, a connection to those because I you know you're there you get to feel yeah, it um, yeah, you absolutely. get to experience 100% the race um my first one would be the Homestead Championship weekend in 2018 I had a friend who randomly hooked me and my family up with hot passes so that was super cool um we got to meet a bunch of people just enjoy the whole track as a whole you know um seeing all three series compete for the first time for me and just like watching the excitement and feeling the excitement of the championship for all three series was awesome. Right. My second one will be, okay, well maybe there's two more. Okay. The next one is uh, I had to the Daytona 500 this year only because of how significant it was. Yeah. That um, was a good one. Right. Because not only was it obviously the race with what happened to Ryan Newman, which is awful, but I'm so happy he's okay. Oh, yeah. uh, but that just, that entire race had a supernatural feel. I don't know if you were, you were there this Yeah, this I was year, there. Right? Okay, right, because you said you renewed. So I don't know if you know what I'm talking about, but it just felt so energetic, even before, well, that was before it got rain delayed, but like everyone just seemed so excited to be back and the stands were packed it was oh like yeah i've ever like seen it and we've been to daytona a lot um so that was really cool and then other than that it's the road course at daytona because that was That's the first cool. time yeah. they raced the road course and that was super exciting and of course i got to see chase win in person so that was really cool too so those are my three awesome 
Well, I, I know we're, we're running short on time. And again, sorry for the delay on it's this okay. end. It's okay. But um, you guys, you guys I just can tell just based on your followers on Twitter and speaking to you in person now that you're going to make great stuff of yourself. What's the long-term and short-term goals of your show? Doug, I'll let you go first and see if we have similar. We haven't, like, we've discussed a little not bit, talked but we about haven't this. had this talk, nope. so I want to hear what she says, and then I will go from here. Okay. You go okay. ahead. <laughs> um, I guess a short-term goal would just be to gain some more followers oh, and yeah. book some people, some different people in the industry. I think that we've got a good group of people that we're booking currently. Good. And I'm short-term goal would to be, would be for me to book a couple more people in the industry that are a little bit different than what we've been doing. Yeah. I'm striving to do different long-term goal would be to be uh, in like, Okay, if somebody was like, okay, top 10 podcasts you should follow because they're awesome, I would love to be in that list. And I yeah. would love for us to be popular enough to get merch. Yeah. And <laughs> to have our own merch our, is always our, good. Always. Our own website. That's, yeah, I like that's it. That's what I've got. Okay, <laughs> your turn. Okay, okay, okay. Here I go. Okay, ready? Kind of similar. Um, okay. Short term, definitely along the same lines as Deb. I want to get some branch out and get some more people. I want to, I want to get some more females that are in the industry. Um, not necessarily just drivers, but you know, this isn't going to be a female focused podcast. We would like it to be, um, a little all over the place, but yeah. I want to bring attention to the women that are in the back that are doing stuff. You don't even know about people. Give me someone who's behind the camera, who's helping run, you know, race hub or who's a marketing manager or just someone that helps keep NASCAR afloat each and every day, but they don't get the recognition, um, you know, that maybe they deserve. And right. that goes for, you know, really anybody in those positions, but I'm, this all started based on, you know, there was a little bit of heat against females in NASCAR on Twitter, which is what prompted her article, which prompted us getting together. So we definitely want to honor, you know, those ladies, right. as well as everybody else, of course, as you can tell, we're not being strict on that. Um, long term, I would love for us to be able to, and this is a high goal for me, but like I said, never sell yourself short. I would love for us to be able to get big enough to where I don't have to go to work anymore. Yes. <laughs> I want to be legit. I want to be included in press passes. I want to have to fly to every race and do interviews. I want me and Deb to have to be jet setters and working our butts <laughs> off. I ain't even lying because I would love it. I love doing this, but it would be great to be able to stop going and having to shoot x-rays every day which i love that don't get me wrong i love that but i would love you know just a lot of love i would yeah i just right I, I hear you, I hear you. No. <laughs> however that came out <laughs> no, I, I hear you um I, I know i'm just one more thing you keep bringing yeah, up the tw comments on twitter for those who don't know and who are just now getting into this stuff like myself what comments were made towards female fans which made you say stop or right this this is you know complete bs it started a lot of females were getting 
treated badly or treated like they weren't knowledgeable were mm-hmm. as passionate as the male counterparts because they liked, say, Chase Elliott or Ryan Blaney. Okay. And um, they, so... Go ahead. go ahead. You finish. There was a lot of that. So were drivers more based on, oh, who's the cutest driver out there for a female? Pick him. Right. Or- That's kind of the assumption, which is why when I originally said I was a Chase fan, I was like, hold on, let me explain why. And right. Because a lot of people assume for the group of fans that do like the drivers that happen to be the younger guys. There's a lot of young guys coming in the sport mm-hmm. that are in the sport. And you know what? They are, they're good looking dudes. Good for them. Cause right now in the world we live in with social media and how insane it is with how important it is for careers. Unfortunately, a lot of stuff relies on looks and that goes for a yep. lot of industries, not just racing. Um, so good for them on that. But also like Deb said, other females aren't necessarily taken seriously. They just think, you know, we're in it for goes back to the looks or that a female can't necessarily have the same passion for the sport as a male because, Oh, girls aren't supposed to like cars or, Oh, you know, Oh, you don't know what you're talking about. Don't listen to them. You know, that's kind of what we worry about with our show is like, Oh, are people going to listen or are they just going to like roll their eyes and think, Oh, whatever. They're just, you know, rambling on. Um, so that's, that's kind of what we see. And I've seen female fans that are trying to get into the sport and they're asking for advice on picking a driver. And then they've like a couple days later, they're like, you know what? I'm out. I can't do this. People are picking on me or whatever it is. So it's really sad because, you know, you don't have to be a dude to like cars. Like I said, I grew up working on cars and learning how to drive stick and do a burnout by myself. And so, you know, that doesn't mean anything. Right. Well, I think awesome. we're just trying to make sure that women know that they're welcome uh-huh. and that we want them and that NASCAR wants them. Yeah. According to the statistics and marketing information yeah. that I got from my article, NASCAR wants women to enjoy the sport. Yep. Yes. Yeah. It's good for business. And it's just, we just are kind of doing this as a, as a, like, hey, you could do this too. You're just as important. We just are talking behind microphones. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. We want you to feel welcome. And if you don't know where to go, just make sure, you know, just find your, your NASCAR females. We, we talked about maybe coming up with like a hashtag for certain things like, you know, women in NASCAR. So if you're new to Twitter and you don't know where to go to find the other female fans, you know, can kind of direct you. Yeah. to a group of people that are like would would welcome you into the family because i like to think of yeah. it as a family like you said the even the podcast community it's like a little family and you know yeah. the fans it's the same way so let's try to you know we nascar needs fans let's not make any other fans feel like they shouldn't be in our group in our yeah, sport yeah so. yeah they need to grow and we could talk about another episode, a spinoff sure. episode yeah, down the road. Yeah, the deeper sure. opinions. If you guys haven't heard any of them yet, because I'm passionate. Hopefully my co-host will be back. His name's Preston. He's going, he has some family issues going on, oh, but no he's doing fine. But uh, yeah, I'm not going to hold you guys up anymore. I know Deb's got to go, but uh, thank you so much for taking the time to be on in the marbles and, you know, definitely look forward to your next episodes and, you know, maybe hook up somewhere in uh, Daytona or something yeah, coming up. Sure. Here yes, definitely. And we would love to come back if you want us back. We'll talk anything with you. So to the best yeah. of our knowledge. Yeah, maybe, we, <laughs> maybe we could do a monthly 
collaboration sure. and you know sure. yeah you know, we could do that we could do like a playoff based roundup or something <laughs> all right well you, you're gonna have to listen to my uh or tomorrow's episode to find out mine because i'm i'm, I'm the stats guy here i i go in detail get ready so <laughs> you froze for a second so if you hear me going oh no he froze that's what happened <laughs> oh no i didn't i didn't hear that you just came back but yeah but okay. definitely love to have you two back on maybe for somewhere sure. through the playoffs maybe each start of each round yeah we, we, might, as well, yeah. we might as well start now real quick i, I hate okay. to i kept bug you guys you're okay okay it's, fine. it's okay cut off races at bristol who advance who who gets eliminated let's we'll say that hmm. Deb, you go first, since I've been letting you go first all night. <laughs> I'd like to let her go first. I'm being polite. <laughs> That's it? Okay. Sure. Yeah. You can, uh, I'll do it next time. <laughs> uh-huh. Dylan. Okay. Custer. Kurt. Bush. And William Byron. Okay. Ooh, okay. Okay, my turn. Um, I think... Clint Boyer, Alex Bowman. I'm going to go Kurt Busch as much as I don't want to, but I don't think their team has been that strong this year. And I'm also I'm going to go with Cole Custer as well. And that is no offense to those drivers as people. I just – they haven't had the greatest performance this year. Kudos to Custer for getting yeah. that win, man, though. But, but yeah. Hey, to me, I keep it unbiased here. I don't – hey – you got if you want to impress me, perform on the track. So cool. yeah. Okay. Here's my four real quick. Bowman okay. doesn't make it, Byron doesn't make it, Almarola and Boyer. I like it. Sounds good. We'll see yeah. who's right. Yeah, yeah. I, I got mine marked. So okay. all right. So we'll go to well again, thank you again. I know this is like the third time signing off, but thanks again so much, Deb and Chrissy. <laughs> no problem. You're welcome. The fast lap weekly, right? Podcast. Yeah, weekly, and we kind of have a couple special episodes we've been throwing in the mix to feel out. So we've been announcing when a special episode comes out. Typically, we record our weekly episodes Sunday evenings after a cup race, so we can discuss anything that's happened. That's you know, if there's anything worth discussing, and then it gets released Monday afternoonish. Okay. So, but we've and, been announcing anything extra. So. And how can fans follow you guys on social media? Um, and on Twitter, we are at fast lap underscore podcast and then my personal twitter is at ct luttrell nine and that's l-u-t-t-r-e-l-l nine okay and my personal is deb broad b-r-o-a-d h-2-o underscore 21 okay well awesome hopefully uh you get a little more exposure from at least my small core group of <laughs> audience members uh best of luck and we'll we'll see you Thank guys you. uh hopefully here in the next couple weeks after yeah the, the first sounds round good finishes. sounds good we'll, we'll plan on it we'll just we'll talk and we'll get it figured out <laughs> absolutely well thanks again awesome. you guys take it easy be safe thanks. and um see you guys around all right have a good night thank you right, thanks guys bye bye white flag white flag white flag one lap to go one lap right all right, our final thoughts of today's show, our 50th episode, throwback episode. Been a lot of fun. I can't wait to see everybody there at Darlington. If you're going to Darlington, let me know. I'll make it a point to hook up with you, maybe share a beer or two with you. Nice. And that's that's what you do at NASCAR races, man. I, I love it. Just drink a beer, watch the cars, 
Yeah, that's, take pictures. Yeah, that's that's my job there. Except at a certain point of the race, I stop drinking beer because I have to either drive home or whatever. Worst right. comes worst, sleep in the back of the truck. There's a sp- there's a responsible guy right there. That's right. You have a plan. A model citizen. I try to be a model citizen. But for your driver of the week this week in NASCAR, I figured I'd go back to a former Southern 500 champion. We've never done it before. I'm surprised we haven't. Two-time series champ, Ned Jarrett, the father of Dale Jarrett, who is a former champion in himself back in 2000. But Ned Jarrett, born October 12, 1932. He's 78, 87 years old. Sorry about that. <laughs> 1961 and 1965 series champion, 1965 Southern 500, and 2011 Hall of Fame inductee. 352 races over his 13-year career. His first race came in 1953 at the Hickory Motor Speedway, and his last race in 1966 at the American 500 at Rockingham. His first win came at Myrtle Beach in 1959. Oh, the Dirty Myrtle. Yep, and his... Last race came in the 19 is his last win came at the 1965 Tidewater 300. So, and he has 50 total wins, 300 or 239 top tens, and 35 pulls. So, Ned Jarrett is your driver of the week this week here at In the Marbles. And for this week in NASCAR, we go back to September 2nd, another Southern 500 type of story here. Mm-hmm. Kelly Yarbrough and team owner Junior Johnson teamed up in 1974. And enjoyed immediate success. Kel Yarbrough lapped the field at Darlington. That rarely happens, by the way, wow. there, Ian. Winning the Southern 500 for a second year in a row in his third Southern 500 overall. They went on to win three consecutive championships. Wow. So that is your This Week in NASCAR. Our final thoughts. And I must I'd be remiss if I did not tell you are in the marbles 2.0 fantasy standings going into the playoffs now to my knowledge it resets with the limit of five oh it actually says it right here mm-hmm. drivers use limit reset for five uses per driver for the playoffs so use them strategically out there in the marbles 2.0 fans but here are the standings going into the final 10 races for that hundred dollar amazon gift card smr r&d has 4,466 points. Beamer on a Beamer, 4,269. I'm third with 4,160. S-Blades, 3,989. SMR Operations, which is Preston, 3,918. Meep Meep, 3,488. Crunchy Enterprises, 3,366. 43 and Me, 3,115. Jay Walker Flock of Wiregrass Racing, BK Racing 57. I'm calling them DOA. They're not going to be coming back. Each of them from 1,867 all the way down to 1,548. I don't mm-hmm. think they're going to catch up. No, don't quit your day job, guys. Better luck next year, gentlemen. So those are the top contenders. I dare say maybe the top five. Well, I dare yeah, top five, I think, are still in it. So, okay. SMR, R&D, Beamer on a Beamer, myself, S-Blades, and SMR Operations. Like I said a few weeks ago, as long as I beat Preston. Yeah. He already beat me in the playoff picks. So you can't let him take this I, one. I can't let him take this one. As long as I finish ahead of him, I'll be happy, but would like to win to roll it over. 
And that is our 50th episode. Ian, I want to thank you again for being here. Again, thoughts and prayers go out to Preston and his family going through this time right now. And do you have anything else? You said you had a question. Well, it wasn't much of a question. It was actually a thought. Okay, a thought. Go ahead. And I've I've realized... This is why we call this segment Final Thought. Yes, this is my outro thought. Um, Basically a thought of why it's important that I'm here. It's a, a thought of why it's important that you're here. Well, I'll tell you, man. For one, I wanted a producer. Right. So, it, and two, you're, we said when you first came here a few episodes ago that you were the only one willing to work for beer and make the drive to James Island to here. Right. To do this. But I, I, I will say you've brought a certain level to the show as far as questions, asking questions, and, hey, what's yes. this mean? Or why do you like that? Or why do you not like that decision they made for maybe just a more in-depth look at whatever's going on in the world of auto racing. And I like that, man. Well, I will say, there's one more thing. Go ahead. But I appreciate you being here, and I'm sure oh, the yeah. fans like you here too. We've seen an increase in numbers since you've been here. So Really? Yeah. Yeah, we have. Well, I... We're almost at a total place, and it's not crazy. I mean, the numbers, as far as average podcasts, are low, but I look at this podcast as a smart bomb. We target one individual <laughs> group of people, race fans, whereas comedy podcasts can get thousands of listens in a matter of hours. Right. You know, we're, we're I think, lucky to break 30, but we have an average audience of 28. But you are laser-focused. But I'm, I'm telling you, man, I think it's actually more than 28 because I think it's based on the week's downloads and mm. listens. So I think we have more than that. But we have a consistent listener's. And I think you bring something to the table that that X factor. Well, here's what here's what I think it is. What's that? I think me being here fulfills the fantasy of people being able to have a solid conversation about NASCAR with somebody who doesn't know anything about NASCAR. Yeah, and it's tough to talk to people about something that we don't have that have no idea. If you talk to me. Let's see here. What are you big into? Something that I'm not. I'm a, I'm big into music. I like music. I I play a lot of music though. Oh, well, I don't play a lot of music, but I'm willing to learn. Like right. I want to learn how to play the piano and do that before I die, whenever that may be. And <laughs> you know, I want to you know just to do something, learn something. Right. And I think it's the same concept. It's like, well, just do this, try this, and. Well, how many people? How many people in your day to day life? You bring up NASCAR, and they, in one way or another, tell you, Beamer, I'm just not interested. Oh, it's all the time, man. All the time. All the time. I, I try to talk to my wife about it, and she's going up to Graceland this weekend, and I'm going to Darlington. Eyes just glazed over. Oh, yeah. She, she'll And I give it to Caroline. She'll sit there. She bought me tickets to the Daytona 500 mm-hmm. in 2019, bought me this great package, great experience, and didn't complain once. And didn't say, you're going to go to the race and I'm going to stay here with my friend. Right. She said, I'm going to have fun with you. We're going to do this. That's beautiful. And, you know, I think she's just raced out. Yeah. Or she doesn't want to admit she's a fan because then that's all we'll do. Ooh. I think that's a big reason. That's a danger, too. Like, if we get an RV, it's like... Well, what am I going to do? I'm going to go to the races with it as often as I can. Now, oh, yeah. will, will I take the cross-country trip, trip to the Grand Canyon? Absolutely. But, but that comes secondary. 
if there's a race weekend on the way, well, there might be a chance that we might reroute our trip to Texas Motor Speedway or something. But, no, I mean, she she doesn't complain. And, you know, she'll tell you straight up, I'm not big into racing. I think the climate of racing right now and getting a little political affects that and affects a number of fans. But that's everything. Yeah, that's everything right now. NASCAR, I don't know about Formula One, but I've I know NASCAR has been in the spotlight a little bit for... A number of reasons. For a number of reasons. Um, but I would say, other than, I, be, I mean, is it under fire? Like, from kind of like progressive groups? I don't, I wouldn't say more progressive groups, but I would say they're, like everybody else in this climate, are trying not to say or do the wrong thing. Right. I, I think NASCAR is probably less politicized these days than other sports. I would agree with that, but again, NASCAR is a big agency who depends on sponsors. Right, right. So they don't want to do the wrong thing because then they'll lose the sponsorships, but then at the same time, are you alienating fans? And I think that's a good debate to have maybe next episode. Mm. Like, is NASCAR hurting themselves or is NASCAR not hurting themselves? Because we could go on for another hour. Right or me trying to explain my point of view on this. But I think that's best saved for episode 51. Ooh, that's a big episode, man. Yeah, well, 50 is a big episode, and I want to thank everybody for listening Oh yeah, for as long as they did, because, man, I, I didn't think we'd make it this far. And I wish I could tell Preston that, and I wish I could hear his thoughts. Wish but, I could hear his, his sweet voice. Yeah, exactly, but, yeah, you know, no, he doesn't want to. Well, it's not that he doesn't want to. I'm sure he could, but it would be here if he could, but... He, uh, he's got other priorities, man. He, he's in take, a tough spot, man. Take care of your family first, man. Until we're starting to bring in the thousands of dollars, which I hope to bring in one day, he's, you know, priority's going to be family and everything else. Oh, yeah. Well, that, I mean, that should be the priority. Oh, yeah. Regardless. That's, that's the priority regardless. Take care of your family. You're going <laughs> to... Sorry. You said if we start bringing in thousands of dollars, say $2,000, you're going to just... Caroline, goodbye. Oh, no, I'm not leaving her. Lude, ditch your wife. Come on, we got <laughs> no two to $3,000 no, $3, to make here. Yeah, well, <laughs> or, I mean, I thought we'd be a little further along, but we're not that far off, I think, as far as a podcast right now. You know, I um, somebody, I can't remember who was telling me this. I think it was my brother, because he's a, he's a small business guy as well. Yeah. And... um said bamboo shoots are much like business, much like small business, where you have to water the ground for years yeah, until you can even plant bamboo. But then once you plant it, it shoots, man. Bamboo is growing inches a day. Yeah, oh yeah. So I, I believe in you, Beamer. I I believe in this I pre- podcast. I appreciate that, man. It really That's why means I'm a here, lot. man. It means a lot, man. I have a passion for this, and you know, love talking racing, love talking to drivers. Going to get more on here as the next year comes on. We're actually coming up to our one year anniversary here on the twenty third, twenty third to twenty fourth of this month. Wow! So, yeah, a lot. I, and I think from what I've read and I've said before on the show, the average podcast lasts seven episodes. Really. So I, you know, I had a, I made a podcast with uh, one of my buddies when I was uh, 
uh, doing composting collection at, <laughs> at Clemson. We called it Trash Talk. Oh. <laughs> I'll give you a wild guess how many episodes it lasted. Seven? Three. It's much less than seven. Wow, really? It was one. one. I didn't even listen to it because I, as it was being recorded, it's like, man, there's no way. People will listen to this. I don't think I would even want to listen oh, to it. Oh, no. I'm going to look it up just to listen to it. I didn't now. even post. I have it. I think I still have it on my phone as like a voice recording. And not that like I. So we would spend every morning from like 530. No, not 530. Like 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. together. And I had terrific conversations with this guy. Oh, so you just recorded it on your phone? Yeah, we just recorded it on the phone in the truck. Wow! So, you know, we were listening to a lot of Joe Rogan. We were like, we can do this, and it's it's (laughs) It's hard, tough, man. It's much harder than you think, especially in the post stuff. I mean, all this equipment here, yeah, it costs money. Then learning how to use it, and then putting it to practice into the editing software, and especially now that we're going to YouTube or we've been at YouTube. Video editing. Oh yeah, it's it's a whole it's, it's fun though. It's, it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. But man, all we just need to do is catch that one listener, and not and that not, one guy. Not that I'm alienating my current our current audience, whom I appreciate dearly, because when I see those numbers, it's like yeah, okay, now I got to do it for them. I got to do the next episode for them, and what do they think? But catch that one person, like hey. In the marbles, let's do this, you know. It just be there for those day one guys, you know. Well, yeah, I mean, and that's why we talked to Fast Lap. I mean, they're starting up their podcast, and mm-hmm. you know, maybe down the road collaborate with them more and joint effort and joint venture. You know, you can't have them Fast Lap if you go in the marbles or something like that. Or, I don't know, it's <laughs> like, you know, but you know, it, it's fun. I enjoy it. I love talking racing, and I love talking to other people who enjoy racing and those like you who maybe don't like racing, but you know, maybe we could sink their, sink our claws into. And it's like, yeah, you're a fan now. Maybe not as big of a fan as me. I don't think that's possible. I don't think it would be possible to top. I think you're getting, you're like, you're I, on a trajectory of fandom that few people. You'd be follow. surprised. Some people have nice man caves and sheet metal. Oh, what do you call this, man? Well, it's nice. This is a man cave. Some people have sheet metal on the wall, more mm. die cast than you can count. I only buy die cast if two reasons. One, if it's autographed. Okay. Which are those behind you right there. And two, the race winner with the ticket and the picture of the burnout. Okay. Hence the display. So that's the only time I buy the... The die cast. The die cast. And... Unless it's a very nice one. It's like, ooh, that looks nice. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll get the driver to sign it one day. Well, my point my point is is that your your enthusiasm for the sport is hard to match. Yeah. And I mean that and I'll put other as sports a big on, compliment. I'll put other sports on the back burner. So, oh, yeah. you know, Alabama football, I'm a big Alabama fan. Okay. But once, you know, if it, it usually comes on, what, September college football starts – but NASCAR is still going on. Right. I'll start watching college football once NASCAR is over with in November. Right. You And, and then I'll play catch-up. You got you to gotta stay with your first love, you know? That's right. And then get a three-month hiatus, and then we're right back into it at Daytona, which, by the way, I renewed my Daytona 500 tickets again. Nice. Can't wait. 
Can't wait. Ugh. Maybe maybe you could come down. D- is that the one in Charlotte? No, that's the one in Daytona. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> that makes sense. No, the Roval's coming up in Charlotte, and I might be at that race as well. What yeah. is the Charlotte uh, the Charlotte Speedway called? Charlotte Motor Speedway. Charlotte Motor Speedway. Don't overthink wow. this. These things are so appropriately named. Yeah, don't overthink this because, <laughs> you know, I mean, you got to understand, NASCAR fans, like your girlfriend said, where do they come from? They keep it simple. Keep it simple. Keep it simple. She, uh, I will say, I have not asked her to be my girlfriend. So she has not okay. agreed to be my girlfriend. The current lady in your life. The current lady. The current lady. But, um, you know, things might change. Things might change, man. Hey. I think Caroline and I dated for a year and a half before we got married. So A year and a half? Yeah, man. <laughs> Jeez, Louise. What, not saying that will happen to you. I'll tell you, I, I do have a buddy... Um, he actually just had his, had a son, um, very recently. He and his wife from meeting each other, like shaking hands. Hi, I'm, I'm so-and-so. Hi. Uh, yeah. Nice to meet you. Yeah. I think within a year they were married. Yeah. It's well, wild. When you know, you know, man. <sighs> when you know, you know, it's great. Yeah. Well, I, I will say the, uh, there seems to be. A poll, like you have your your unwillingness to commit. That's just constantly being eroded by your loneliness. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> and once I met Caroline, it was like that's it. It's I mean, over. I know exactly who I want to be with for the rest of my life, and it's Caroline. So I hear you, man. But uh, yeah, exciting stuff. Yeah, exciting stuff. That was a. That was a heck of a final thought. That was a heck of a final thought segment, but I really appreciate it again. And we're just going to go ahead and start wrapping it up here. And our 50th episode, man, can't believe it. Man, I hope I hope everybody out there who's listening just knows that we appreciate them too. Oh, yeah. It's, it takes a lot of work, but it's so worth it. And my uncle said it best. If you follow your passion, the money will follow. That's good. And eventually this will pay off, and I could tell Caroline, ha, <laughs> See, like, a, it like it's a joke. You can it, like throw it, it in her face. Yeah, I'm like, I told you, I told you to <laughs> believe in me. It's great. Well, she sounds supportive. She really is. I mean, you know, in fact, I think we might have her on here in a few episodes to see her opinion on or in her st- state of the union as far as a sport. Mm. From it, you know, because we'll get more into that in a later episode to be determined. Here, I'll tell you, later. she's an insightful woman. She really is. And she'll tell you how it is, man. Yeah. 100%. Well, good stuff, man. Good Good stuff, stuff. man. We'll go ahead and wrap it up here. It's been a long episode. So I'd like to thank everybody listening to this episode, our 50th episode. Couldn't do it without you guys. Really appreciate the support. Make sure to follow us on all social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And make sure to keep in touch with us for the latest updates coming up here in the next few months. It's going to be an exciting few months here. And if you're at Darlington for the race... Hit me up on Twitter, and uh, we'll get together. For Preston Mood, who's not here, Ian Lovis, I'm Matt Beamer. Thank you so much for listening. Stay safe, and have a good rest of your week. Lucky Land. 
Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.